This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn. Today, we're chatting with Emery Oliver. Hailing from the Colorado mountains, Emery is a psychic medium and healer who hosts a video podcast called Air It Out. Air, that's the Irish way to spell air, right? It's actually the Norse goddess of, of oh, healing. Cool. She's also a Valkyrie. All right. We're, we're definitely diving into that one. Cool. <laughs> By channeling guides, gods, past versions of self, and anyone who wants to chime in, she helps people to identify where their wounds stem from and how to heal them. Emery is also an avid astral traveler, a writer, and a certified crazy dog lady. From one crazy dog lady to another, welcome. (laughs) I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So I was telling Emery, sometimes I forget to show the card that I pulled. I think I pulled a pretty cool card for this conversation. It's Divine Source. Isn't it a really pretty card? I love that. It says... Help me know that all my deepest needs will be met. Let me trust that you have a plan and the right actions will come. You are my source for all. I think you're tapping into that, sister. How does that resonate for you? Wildly. So you're not going to believe this, but um, I just let go of something that was heavily attached to a safety slash like abundance wound uh, Mm -hmm. like two days ago. And it leveled up a few things that I didn't even know like could be leveled up. So that is chef's kiss. You know, that was perfect. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I love that. So we touched on the name of your podcast. Can we start there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Air is the Norse healing goddess, one of them, because there's also Mengloth, um, who is also a, a Norse healing goddess. But she's in... The two versions of the Edda, she's either um, referred to as a healing goddess or the only healing Valkyrie. And so um, essentially when people are on the verge of death, she gets to make the decision to change their lives by healing them or letting them pass on. And then she takes them to Valhalla. Super cool. And it's Air E-I-R, correct? Yes. Um, We will include a link to your podcast so then people don't have to try and fumble around with the spelling (laughs) to put it into the search bar. Yeah, that one's a little iffy sometimes. <laughs> Just like names, sometimes they're hard to navigate. Right. Well, I'm absolutely crap with names. So like I empathize with anyone who was struggling with that. <laughs> so what is the advent of your podcast? When did you first decide to do it and how did it come up? So this is kind of wild. I I have a very skeptical husband um, who was atheist when we met. And then after just an avalanche of weird stuff happened, he kind of got on board with it. You know, even the most skeptical person with enough evidence will start going like, I don't know what this is, but it exists. So I was having people coming to me for help like 24-7. I felt like I was a therapist whose door was always open and it was draining me energetically. And Wait, I have I, a question. So, okay, go ahead. Do you mean like people in physical form or people in spirit coming to you? Both. Oh, that's actually so 
Yeah, I was just literally energetically being bombarded from everyone and everything all the time. So um, I told my husband that I was exhausted and I said, you know, I really like helping people, but I just wish there was a way where I could be like the therapist is in, the therapist is out, you know. And so uh, he said, well, why don't we do a podcast? And I said, we like, what are you talking about? We, you know, you, you don't you didn't believe in any of this stuff until like a month ago. And uh, he goes, well, I've had enough proof now. I, I've seen you do enough things that literally, like, I can't explain that I- I'm I'm in. I'm all in. And so he said, I really think you should start a podcast so that you can help people more efficiently. And my guides have been aggressively nudging. I'll just put it that way. Aggressively <laughs> nudging me to go out into the world and, and shine, you know, Um for like over a year and I kept refusing the call because I was like, no, oh, no, no, I don't want to. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> it took him a full month of convincing me and then we set everything up and it's just kind of taken off. You know, I, I was really concerned about not having enough um, people that I didn't know to come on for cold readings, but it's been growing kind of organically in the most beautiful way. I get one to two people who reach out to me after every episode and go, hey, I'd love to come on. I have this problem I need help with. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. It's extra exciting that your husband wants to be part of it. Yeah. You know, he's very stoic and quiet and he like he's literally an aerospace engineer. Like this is totally out of his <laughs> wheelhouse. Um, and I come from a STEM background too. So it's not really it wasn't necessarily in my wheelhouse either until it happened to me. <laughs> so um it's been interesting to kind of see him. I guess kind of develop into what he wants to do in the podcast. He's the show's producer, but you know, he goes and Googles things while we're talking about him and then chimes in with facts and like scientific kind of based. I love stuff. it. Yeah, it's it's neat. It's it's nice to have that kind of dualistic energy on the podcast, you know. So what is your origin story? When did you start connecting with spirit? Uh so it <laughs> I was connected with spirit my entire life. I just, again, refusal of the call. Like I'm, I'm the queen of that, or I was at least. Um, I used to have death premonitions like for my entire life, basically. Um, either people I knew or, you know, friends, family members or my family members or celebrities or terrorist attacks. I would see them before they happened in my dreams. Um, but in 2020, oh, man, I just had a year full of grief. I I lost Mm -hmm. so much in 2020. And I was already stressed out. And I was already really fatigued from dog rescue and moving across the country and living in an RV with three big dogs because no one would rent to us. And I'm not an RV person. And it was Colorado in the winter. I mean, it was just it was a nightmare, honestly. Um, And then we found this house. And then as soon as we bought it, Cameron Peak, which was the largest wildfire in Colorado history, was like 11 miles from our doorstep for months on end with nothing but like unkempt forest in between. It was insane. The whole thing was just insane. I just felt so unsafe and miserable. And I really started questioning, like, why the hell am I here? Um, And it spiraled so badly that I became suicidal. Wow. So my husband talked me off a ledge, uh, metaphorically and literally, and I came back home and I decided, you know what, if if I'm going to continue to live, I need to figure out what my purpose for being here is because I don't understand why I'm here. And so I, I need to know. I need to know why I'm here. I need to know who I am. And I need to know, like, why I've been put through all of this. Otherwise, there's just – I don't see how I can get past this. So it was, it was a literal life or death situation for me. So I buckled down on healing in, like, about – I want to say like two or three weeks after I really focused in on it, uh, my clear audience really kicked off in a in a really mm-hmm. crazy way. 
Um, like I hear spirit in full sentences. I don't just get words and I hear people in their own voice and their own cadence. And um, so naturally I thought I was schizophrenic and almost checked myself into a mental institution. <laughs> because Yeah. When you have a really logical brain and some, the impossible happens, you start thinking like, oh man, I'm nuts, you know? Because the other thing is I don't have an internal monologue or dialogue at all. Like I, I don't think in audio. I think in feelings and pictures. Mm, so all of a sudden having voices in my head was really unnerving. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. And the, the craziest thing was is until I told my husband this and he was like, what well, was it, your voice? And I was like, no, but I don't have a voice in my head. He was like, what do you mean you don't have a voice in your head? Everybody has a voice in their head. So it didn't even occur to me until we had that conversation that other people had a voice talking to them. <laughs> well, right. Because it's like what your experience is, is what your experience is. Exactly. Everybody else's is not yours. Yeah. And we don't really talk about it. Right. And so it was just something when it came up, I was like, it didn't even occur to me. And then I was like, what do you people live with a voice telling them mean things? Like, that's horrible. You know, it was, it was kind of mind blowing for me. Um <laughs> All those poor bastards. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I literally said, I was like, that would drive me insane. Like, I don't know how you live with that day in and day out. <laughs> so because like the only time I really hear my voice is when I'm reading or singing or writing. Other than that, my brain is silent. You know, I just have these thoughts or feelings that come up and, and that's about it. And so um, I really started really hunkering down on trying to prove my sanity at that point. <laughs> mm. So I ran a whole bunch of literally like scientific experiments. Um, I, I did things through computer algorithms. I, I tested out a pendulum on 50 different questions and got 100% accuracy on it with people I didn't know about things in their past. I mean, I literally – my husband, it helped him honestly because he was like, she's literally worried about being insane. She's not just like, I'm I'm psychic now. Like I can go do things. Like it, it wasn't this – you know, I was jazzed about it. I was terrified. So <laughs> I think it was a little easier for him to really understand it. And then um, the mediumship thing was really interesting. So because I didn't start off with mediumship. It, it started off with guides and gods coming to talk to me, the Norse mm -hmm. gods being the first group, um, particularly Odin. He's a very pushy energy. So <laughs> he came in really aggressively and and forced me to go on my healing journey and so I started with facing my fears um you know proving my sanity to myself and then I started hearing from my dad who had passed away in 2020 he was mm -hmm. one of the one of the losses that really kicked this off right so he he started coming to talk to me and I thought okay well he's just a spirit guide now but then all of a sudden, other people's dead ancestors and family members started coming to talk to me, and I had verifiable proof. And and one of the most recent and weirdest ones, which I, I totally want to share with you, I went on a drive during the fall here because I live in Colorado and the, the fall colors are beautiful. So I went on a drive, and I got to the high country, and I thought, you know what? I think I want to stay an extra day so I can go do a day drive around this one area that I haven't been to since I was a kid, like out of nowhere. So I booked the extra day and I went on that drive. My GPS fritzed out. Okay. And I live in the middle of nowhere and my GPS never fritzes out. So that's an important detail in this. My GPS fritzed out and sent me to this woman's house in the middle of the woods rather than this reservoir, this well-known reservoir. 
And so I pulled up in front of her house. And for some reason, I had the windows down, which I never do on dirt roads. And she had just gotten home from work. So she was getting out of her truck. And rightfully so. She was kind of like, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah, like, who are you? You know, and I was like, I come in peace. I'm just lost. You know, So um, I said, I'm trying to get to this reservoir. And the only road that I could find was like really messed up and had a lot of potholes. And I'm in a sedan and I was a little worried about going over. And she said, oh, I'll take you. Don't worry about it. And so she got in her truck and took me down the crazy road. And so I very slowly eked by and didn't break anything in my car. But we got to the end of the road. And she hopped out of the truck and was just mortified. She was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was this messed up. I wouldn't have taken you through it if I did. And I said, oh, it's okay. And then we kind of started chatting a little bit. And as we're chatting, her husband shows up. And he's standing right next to her, and it's this, like, kind of surly-looking mountain man. And I thought, oh, no, here we go, right? Because this is a total stranger, and I don't know how she's going to react to this. And then she told me, she said, my husband passed away two years ago, and this was our house. And, you know, I really miss him. And she got teary-eyed, and I thought, all right, screw it. I'm doing it. So <laughs> so I told her, I said, hey, I'm a psychic medium, and uh, your, your husband's here. And she was, like, mind-blown, obviously. She's like, what do you mean he's here? And I described him and gave her all sorts of very specific details. And she's like, oh, my God, that's my husband. And so her phone rang in the middle of this as we're, as I'm essentially playing telephone for her and her husband. Right. Um. And the phone rang and her, her husband got very serious and was like, she needs to pick up the phone right now. And so I told her that. She said, oh, it's my friend. Like, I don't need to pick up the phone. I just talked to him not too long ago. And I said, no, your husband's being very intense about this. You need to pick up the phone. So she picks up the phone and he sounds drunk. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. He's having a hard time right now. And I said, okay, but your husband's literally like getting aggressive with me to tell you that you need to go pick him up and bring him home. And she goes, well, he's at his condo. Like, I don't think it's a big deal. And so I was like, all right. I'm like, look, do me a favor. After we get done, I just need you to call and check on him. And if he doesn't pick up the phone, like, you need to go do something about it. Because I'm concerned that something really bad's going to happen based off of your husband's response. So she goes, okay, okay, okay. So I left. And leading up to this, the two days leading up to that, I had been being blasted with moose. Both mm -hmm. literal, like there were two moose on the side of the road in a place that there are very rarely moose. Everything was like moose lodge, moose this, moose that. I mean, I was seeing like literal symbols of moose everywhere. And I thought, all right, is this like a protective, you know, are you guys saying I'm protected? Like, what is this? And my guides just refused to answer. <laughs> so with good reason, it was because they don't want to spoil the magic of this a little bit or right. I, I guess having everything come together. Um, so I left, you know, and went to the reservoir and took some pictures at sunset and it was magical. And then I was heading home. And I drove past this weird random condominium complex, like all by itself in the middle of nowhere. And it was called Moose Haven Condominiums. And I got a pit in my stomach, like the kind of pit I get when something really bad is about to go down. And so I got back to my hotel, which was about an hour and a half away. And I get a voicemail. It pings on my phone because I had just come back into service. Mm -hmm. And it was the woman I had read for. And she told me that her friend had had a stroke. And that he was getting medical attention as they speak, but that if she hadn't called a ridiculous amount of times and he hadn't picked up the phone and that she hadn't called his girlfriend and been like something's going on, that he probably wouldn't have been found for a long time. So she was like, I can't believe that you picked up on that. Like my husband was trying to warn me that he was having a stroke. He wasn't drunk. He was having a stroke. So... The weirder part of that is I said, hey, by any chance, does he live in Moose Haven condominiums? And she was like, how did you know that? And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> so this whole trip was for me to show up in the middle of the woods to tell this woman so that th this guy could get help while he was having a stroke. 
And there was an additional validation for you to continue following your big intu- intuition and your guides and big time. It was part of what kind of triggered me to do this podcast is because I thought, all right, I've clearly got a purpose in this. This isn't just like some fun ability that I have. I'm sp- I meant to help people, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I've had a lot of those kind of weird experiences since this has popped off. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I love that you're following it too, because it's easy to just like stuff it down and be like, I don't have time for that. So that's mm-hmm. really commendable that you have leaned into it, even when it's uncomfortable and really embraced it. You know, I don't think they gave me much of a choice though, because <laughs> when I try to ignore it, it just gets bigger and louder, right? That's often the case. Yeah, it, it. That's why I kind of laugh about this when people are like, "Oh, I want to, I want to learn how to have these abilities." I'm like, "Are you sure? Because they'll disrupt your entire world." Like, right? It, I'm literally living in a completely different world now than I was even a year ago, and definitely two years ago. My, it's like a kaleidoscope. Every time I think I've got it figured out, it shifts one more click, and then it looks completely different. Right, and it will continue to evolve. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I feel like that's going to happen my entire life. So, it. it these things are amazing and they're they're magical and they can be super helpful and healing for those around you. But it, it's also very destructive to the yes. world that you once lived in. Yeah. And people who are embarking on this journey need to understand that often relationships fall away, not necessarily because of embarking on this journey, but kind of like while it's happening because they don't serve you and you need all of the service and energy you can can consume you know my uncle who is my kind of spiritual sensei uh, slash mentor i don't know what i want to call him but (laughs) he um he told me this in the in the beginning of all this and i i think it's really apropos for this conversation but he said that once you like improve your frequency or, or you lighten up your frequency it becomes almost painful for low frequency people to be around you because it's like they've been in a dark movie theater and then they step outside and the sun is like blinding for them. And so he said that that separation isn't because you guys don't have the love for each other anymore. You guys don't appreciate each other anymore. It's that it's literally painful for you guys to be around each other because you're like two warring energies trying to come together. That's a really great analogy. I thought so too. It made total sense to me when he said it. And so I, I did though. I, you know, I talked about this on the podcast last night, actually, that we were recording. I went from like 3000 friends on Facebook down to like 400 down to like 40. <laughs> and even still, I'm still find myself calling people out because I'm just, it's better to curate your energetic existence if you can, especially when you're in the healing process, because you don't need other energies intermingling with yours as you're trying to find the issues and programs that weren't you to remove them so that you can find out who you actually are at the core. So I'm pretty sure that you just shared that point as a direct message to me because Uh (laughs) I'm not, I'm not a people pleaser. You know, sometimes we're like, Oh, well, you know, when you want people, please, I'm like, I don't understand that. That's just not (laughs) how I'm programmed. But there are certain people that like, I don't want to disrupt them. Yeah. And there are a few that have really become a present issue as far as like energetic alignment goes. And I was contemplating, I'm like, do you think they'd notice if I deleted them on Facebook? But who gives a shit? Yeah. If they do notice, odds are is like you guys 
they're probably meant to learn a lesson from that, right? That's one of the things I'm learning is the desire to be good all the time and not to hurt people is actually part of a function of the ego. Um, Again, my uncle told me that way back when and for like eight months I marinated on that. I was like, what the hell does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) Like how could, you know, wanting to not hurt people and be good, how is that a function of the ego? But it's because we don't understand from the bigger, higher perspective how all of this interlinks. And we learn a lot more from painful things or from disappointments. And so in some cases, if you have to do something that is hurtful to other people because they have unresolved trauma or unresolved attachment issues or whatever, by exiting their world, they need to learn from that. And so you're supposed to do that. Hmm. It's just hard to think about it that way because we all have, well, I'm not going to say we all have, but I know in my case, I have a very sensitive heart. I don't like hurting people. That's hard for me, right? And so that that took me a lot, a lot of sitting with and many, many meditations to come to terms with. I'm just here to do what I need to do. Well, right. And there's also the element of how we've been programmed and conditioned to interact with others. Oh, absolutely. So so many layers. Well, that's why doing the, the healing work is so important though, right? Like actually doing the healing work, not just taking a look at the trauma and going like poor pitiful me, life was hard, hard on me. You have to go, there was a purpose in this. I learned the lesson from it, but I also got a bad program from this. And so I need to stop acting that way. I need to get rid of that program and clear it out because that's not serving me. It's not actually me. And it's hindering me from growing and from expanding. So the quicker you can cleanse all of that, the more you start realizing that your intuition and the things that, you know, this roller coaster we're strapped into, like it all has purpose, even the crappy stuff, mostly the crappy stuff. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) And you are so right that it's a roller coaster. Like you, you could start the day in one vibration and around the next corner, like, whoa, shit changed. <laughs> right. And I get so irritated when people demonize low vibration energy because I'm like, there's purpose in that low vibration energy. You're meant to dip into those low vibes because you're meant to learn something from it. The low vibration energy is like a red flag that comes up that goes, hey, you, you need to work on this. Well, seriously, how boring would it be if you were just like riding a... 528 all day long. It it gets boring. I can tell you from personal experience, I got into that very Zen mode for probably about a month and everything was puppies and kittens and sunshine. And about two weeks into it, I thought, shit, this is boring. (laughs) Like I kind of miss some of the low vibration people in my life. Like I learned from them right now. I just feel like I'm kind of, I don't care about anything. Like it's like the opposite. It's like the the flip side of nihilism, if that makes sense. It kind of becomes like nothing matters because everything's okay. And we're still down here to have a human experience. You just have totally. to balance it with the spiritual side. Right. I'm not saying like if you want to be in Zen mode 100% of the time and that feeds your soul, go for it. It's just for sure. me, I still have more I want to learn and, and expand on here. I want to keep growing, you know? Oh, yeah. I've got a list. <laughs> Same. I've got a laundry list. It's super long. <laughs> so I, I feel like I would be remiss if we didn't touch on the Norse connection. For sure. How did you end up with with that being like such a strong element for you? This is super weird. So I actively tuned out anything Norse mythology related for my entire mm-hmm. life. My husband literally has a tattoo of a Valkyrie on his shoulder, and he started talking to me about it one time, and I was like, Whoop! "Like, well, I don't what's a what, I don't know what a Valkyrie. All right, that's cool, whatever." And I just like tuned it out. And we watched the show Vikings, and I was like, "Since when?" was there religious stuff in this when we watched it again? And he's like the whole it's, it's been there the whole time, Emery, my brain, my ego would literally like shut down 
like even comprehending what I was seeing. It was so strange. It was like I had blinders on. And um and I, I've looked into, you know, I'm, I'm half Jewish. I grew up in the religious South. I'm, I'm from Colorado, but I moved to Atlanta when I was, um, I think, 10 or 11. So I, I lived in the religious South. So I've been to a lot of church. I went to a sunrise thing in, in Japan at a Buddhist temple. Like I've, I've looked into all sorts of stuff and none of it ever resonated with me. But when I got super depressed, it was Odin that showed up. It wasn't any of the other gods. It was Odin. And he showed up and he basically was like, get your ass up. Like, it's time to go to war on this. And I was like, what do you mean? You know? And he was like, no, like, basically, you've screwed around for long enough. It's time to wake up. And so, and I, I will warn people, I, this was my experience with them. They will test you and not in kind ways. All of the things I struggled mm -hmm. with, my my fear of, um, you know, like I had trauma around being hit by men. That came up. I had trauma around a car accident where I had a near-death experience. Like, I literally died for a few minutes and when as a kid, so I was terrified of heights. That came up. I mean, he just – everything I was terrified of, he pushed into my life and was like, face it. Wow. Yeah. They are definitely, like, the fast track to, to healing some stuff, but it, it's brutal. I'm not going to lie. Like, there were quite a few days where I was crying and I was just like, what have I done? I just want to go back to sleep. You know, like, this is terrifying, but I'm glad it all happened. Um, so after he showed up, a, a few others showed up. Loki showed up pretty quickly. I'm not a fan of him. Uh, I'll be candid. That's an energy I don't care to work with. I, I don't really enjoy him very much. Um, and then uh, it was interesting. So air showed up and um, air became a constant in my life. I I believe and I, I'm a little I'm a little uh I don't know if I really want to talk about this, but I'm going to go into it anyway because, well, why not? I believe that there are several of us down here, a lot of us actually, who are incarnations of gods and goddesses. And it's just an expression of them. It doesn't mean that I have god power or that I'm a god. Mm -hmm. It means that there's some aspect of them energetically that exists in us. So when I woke up about six months into it, they told me your higher self is a Valkyrie. And I was like, "What a whatever Shut up, you know, because <laughs> I was still thinking I was crazy at this point. And I told my husband and I rolled my eyes at it and I was like, whatever, shut up. And so um, I was talking to my uncle one day and I told him, I said, they keep telling me that my higher self is this Valkyrie named Air. And he said, well, how, like A-I-R? And I said, no, like E-I-R. And he kind of thought about it and he goes, Emery, your name backwards literally has the word Air in it. And that's right. my legally given name. And so I was like, oh, that's weird. And so I told my husband, my husband got this like – almost like pale in the face look and he goes oh my god your name backwards is literally air me and that was when it kind of clicked with me of like oh no this is real like well, and so then I went through a whole other tailspin you know of like <laughs> oh my god what does this mean and so she's my higher self and she comes in not the highest self she's not the permanent expression of self she's the archetypal level of self um and so she's she's my higher self. So she comes in and guides people when when I need help. She takes over sometimes. So a lot of times on the podcast, mm -hmm. I'll get on the, these like stream of consciousness roles, and I can just tell you that's not that's not me. It's her. But that's a really cool connection energetically to have with such a powerful guide. She's awesome. I she's uh, she. Exp she has explained a lot of strange things that have happened to me throughout my life because it makes total sense when you think about the fact that she's my higher self. 
Yeah. I have people come up to me in public and literally out of nowhere just dump their entire life story on me. And this has been happening since I was a kid. Like, it actually scared off a lot of boyfriends that I had because they were just like, weird shit always happens around you. Like, I can't take it. Being in public with you sucks. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, my husband thinks it's funny. He runs interference now. He'll be like, nope, nope, you're cut off. Like, my wife's not your therapist right now. I know we're in Home Depot and she's, you know, got your attention for 20 minutes But in, while we're in line. But no. like, so yeah, he's your people now. Those other people weren't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he thinks it's interesting, though. And so um, and I've, I've had enough experiences with people coming to me being like, I just needed to hear what you said. And I'm like, I don't even know why I said that. Like, it just came out of my mouth, you know, and it, I now realize it was because it wasn't me. It was her. <laughs> so that's it, it's awesome. interesting how our higher selves kind of work through us. And yeah, I yeah. haven't I have not said that on the Internet. So uh, <laughs> this is a first a little scary. Well, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That was exciting, though. Um, I also find it really interesting how they kind of shielded you from any knowledge about the Norse traditions until you were ready. So I don't actually think it was them. I think it was my ego. My ego uh, was fighting so hard to keep me stuck in this. For you know, I call it Midgard, but three D Earth, whatever you want right. to call it. This existence or this frequency of of existence, it was trying so hard to keep me stuck that my ego and my brain were like, don't let her look at more stuff. She'll wake up. Don't let her look at more stuff. She'll wake up. And and I know that because as I started working through this, it was my brain and my ego that tried to convince me I was insane. You know, I literally almost checked myself into a, a mental institution because this, I was so freaked out by this. Well, honestly, if you had, you would have found more people like you. You know, I've come to figure that out. There are quite a few people I know who are diagnosed as bipolar that after they started working on themselves and doing the healing and grounding and whatever, their symptoms are almost completely gone. And so they're not bipolar. They're just empaths. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I really wish that our medical system or our mental health system understood that there, there are verifiable people out there who are having a very different life experience. I'm hoping that quantum physics kind of helps them figure that out. <laughs> it's evolving. I know. I don't know if we'll see it in our lifetime, but I do have some hope that at some point there will be enough, meta, you know, mental health professionals that'll go, uh, you know, they'll they'll be they'll go the way of, um, oh, I'm blanking out on his name. I think he was Swedish, like way back in the day. Uh, not Alan Watts. Young. Yes, Carl Young. Thank you. I, I'm hoping that some of them kind of go the way of Carl Young, which is like. I can't explain this, but I, I know it's happening to them. I've seen enough proof right. versus just not your crazy medicate yourself. <laughs> well, but for now, we'll embrace the crazy and continue <laughs> helping people heal. What else are we going to do? Right. Well, I want to thank you. I mean, you have a, such a fascinating story and I want to encourage people to check out your podcast. We'll include a link to that. I especially want to thank you for spending some time with us and sharing your air story. Thank you. Yeah, I I had a feeling something crazy was going to happen today on this, but I didn't know what it was. So now that makes sense. <laughs> well, and express some extra gratitude to your husband because he's holding the lantern for all of those husbands who are married to magical women who are really quite sure what to do with it yes you know that's one of the most I, I I'm hoping that that's actually what a lot of people get out of this yes there are people who get healing out of it and they they start to understand their wounds better 
But I really am hoping that there are some skeptical spouses that come on and are encouraged to go, you know what, my spouse is pretty reasonable. And if they're saying they're experiencing these things and they can furnish proof, like why, why don't I believe them? Because that was really what happened for him is I, you know, I said to him, like, why don't you believe me? And he goes, well, because I haven't had that experience. I said, all right, but you went to Afghanistan and saw the mess hall that you were about to walk into get blown up. That sounds crazier to me. Like, I can't even imagine that because that's totally outside of my realm of experience. So how is this any different? And it kind of clicked with him of like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah, I don't know why I'm not believing this. Well, I applaud him for leaning into it. I know. He's amazing. I'm, I, <laughs> he is truly my soulmate over many, many lifetimes. Awesome. Um, so I want to encourage everybody to check out Emery's podcast and enjoy the connection with air and any other cool shit that comes through because I'm sure there'll be a lot of it. Yep, we've had the God, God Ra come in. We've had people's inner children come and talk. We've we've had some very interesting guests. So the mediumship awesome. is kind of a mixed a mixed bag sometimes. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for listening this week. And we'll see you next week on Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.